Blog Talk Radio. You ever kiss, they never 
we become even stronger. Let's just keep continuing to declare that this family will become stronger in our relationship with God and in our relationship with each other. I know it sounds kind of general, but it's it's serious. Uh, you know, uh, I talked about it last week. When we're going to start making these faith declarations, and I think that is a good one. Again, our faith declaration for this week, family, is going to is to um, be strong in, the, in, uh, in our relationship with the Father, as well as our relationship with each other. Okay. As we, as you know, uh, family, we have three goals, three goals for this show, this Douglas County Family Friends Network, and those goals are in this order. First, to become less strangers, um, to get to know one another through efforts like this, through the blogs and through Facebook and through emailing and texting and, and all the various ways that we connect socially. That's a goal of ours, become less strangers to one another, and it's happening. I mean, it's really happening. These 13 states are talking to each other, uh, uh, doing things with each other, uh, some even going on trips, and uh, hopefully there's more trips to come. Um, networking, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, just just getting to know each other, uh, a lot of Facebook going back and forth, or locking photos, um, talking, family is talking to get to know each other. They're getting less afraid of each other, okay? Uh, they uh are looking forward to hearing from each other. Uh, the Ed Nizadel page has broken the three hundred dollar, excuse me, the three hundred mark membership. So we have over three hundred members now, and that's something. We're at three eighteen, family. We're pushing towards four hundred now. How about that? So the page is hot, 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 exploding with family members joining the page and trying to find out exactly what is going on in the family. So how is everybody doing tonight? How is the family doing tonight? Hopefully everybody is doing wonderful. Hopefully everybody is fine. Um, I wanted to uh, just kind of remind everybody tonight, tonight uh, we are in for a very, very uh, informative, entertaining, uh, probably funny show tonight uh, because we're going to have on my wife, the one and only Arlene Turner, is going to be joining us tonight, along with Tasha. I believe Tasha's going to come in. I think she's going to do a live. How about that? Tasha's going to do a live uh, uh, recipes, remedies, and reduce prices. And then William B. is going to be doing his thing. And we're also going to have an e-carriages. So we have a loaded, a loaded um program tonight. Again, uh, William B., Tasha, E. Carriger is heading your way, and then the biggest attraction tonight is going to be Arlene Turner. She's going to be coming in. My wife's just going to sit down. We're just going to talk, and you're going to learn a lot about the one and only Arlene Turner. Okay, she's uh, kind of a force in the background, if you will. She's been on once before. She's kind of shy at times, but once you get her talking, especially about her faith, she opens up. Uh, so I look forward to her coming on tonight. And we may have some friends of hers calling as well. So y'all going to be really uh, entertained as well as, like I said, informed. Okay, we're not here just to entertain you, family. We are also here to inform you. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So I want to do this. Uh, my guest, my co-host, I should say, uh, the one and only Darlene Douglas, may not be with us tonight. I don't know if she had mentioned that she... She may, she may not. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see with Darlene. Uh, I'll just let her make that call. Um, so and she can come on if she comes on. Great. If not, we understand. But she told me she may not be able to make the show tonight. So we're gonna go ahead and just go right along and uh, start the show. 
And I just, again, want to thank, I see people coming in the house, coming to the house. Welcome, welcome. Come on in, every single one of y'all. Again, this is the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. And I want to go ahead and do something I said I would do every week. I almost forgot, family. And that is read the show's description. Read the show's description so we can all be on one accord as to what is about to happen, what is coming our way. So here it is. Early I type, I said, peace, family, chosen of God, tonight, Tuesday, show 8 to 10, will not disappoint. We will spotlight Arlene Turner, the wife of the show's host, Seth Turner. Also, a mystery guest with a mystery topic closes out the show. And that is true. We're going to be having a mystery guest calling in family with the mystery topic. I'm not going to let y'all know what it is because it's a mystery, okay? But you will not be bored uh, you will be informed. Like I said, I, I meant it when I said an informative show. This would be definitely an informative show. But I went on to finish typing, and I said, uh, including uh, Tasha, uh, Mahaya, and William B. Johnson will be doing their things in their special segments. Okay, so that's what's coming your way tonight. Just to, just to mention a few things. There's some other things coming as well. But how is everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's doing wonderful, and uh, hopefully y'all uh, have the opportunity to join the Ed and Isabel page. we got to start reminding family to join that page, okay? All right, we got 318 people. We could also use even more. So um, just throw a little music in the background. Y'all know I love the music. Let's get this going here. No, that is not what I was trying to get going do that one but I also want to remind everybody that uh, uh, to, to, this is a new month we will um, eh, should we do birthdays eh, we'll see we'll play that by ear we'll play that by ear I know some of you really like the birthdays we will play that one by ear okay uh, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, the show the, uh, the, the, the show's potential and um uh, We've been on now, family. Uh, we're approaching 40 shows, the 40th show. Can y'all believe that? We're right at 40. So we got about 10 more shows before we do 50. And I always wanted some feedback. So what I'm going to do is uh, at this time I want uh, to ask a, a favor of the family. I want the family to just take the time, to, if, if not now, maybe later, and send an email to Darlene or myself letting us know what you actually think of the show. On the 50th show, we may uh, start doing it every other week, or we may uh, uh, start um, just continue doing what we're doing right now. We just want to know, because what's happening is Darlene and I really love doing these shows, but they take a whole lot out of us, and the shows are doing really good. We cannot afford to cancel something this this good with people getting to know one another. And I don't think I finished the goals earlier, but the three goals are, uh, again, to not be strangers, and the second goal uh, is to um, encourage each other, which we do pretty good on this show, uh, encouraging each other on Facebook, encourage each other every which way we come across each other. Encourage, encourage, encourage family members. Strengthen, strengthen our inner core, our strengthen our infrastructure, if you will. This is the second goal. Like I said, the first goal is to become less strangers and to um, talk with each other, not just on this blog, but on various networks. And then the second goal, like I just said, is to encourage, inspire, uplift each other where we find our, where we find family members. We're very serious about this second goal. 
inspire, encourage, inspire, encourage, uplift each other. Um, and then the last goal is very simple. Three goals. Last goal is to network with each other. Now that we know who each other are, we know the different various branches of the family, which was a pretty challenging thing to do. Now that we beginning to know the different aspects, different challenge, I mean, the different branches of the family. The second thing is to, like I said, network. I mean, um, y'all bear with me. I'm just stumbling here. Doing 15 things at one time, that's the problem. But uh, uh, the second goal is to uh, uh, encourage, inspire, uplift each other. The third goal is to network. When we say network, what do we mean? We're not just talking about business. We're not just talking about networking and business, which is very much part of it. But we're talking about networking uh, spiritually, uh, maybe having a prayer partner, or just just asking family for prayer, or having you know be, being able to have that family that you kind of reach out to on a consistent basis uh, for, for spiritual needs, networking spiritually, and then networking um, uh, just in various ways. We, it, networking is, it could be sharing information, sharing secrets over this blog. Yes, over this blog, it, it can be over Facebook. It just it's just when when you're dialoguing with one another, helping someone in various um, uh, areas. This is what we call networking. When you're again sharing sharing information back and forth and it can be all kind of information so this is our third and final goal if we can do these three goals we will be a, a force to, to be reckoned with and we can accomplish the goals that I was declaring earlier at the beginning of the show that we become stronger in our relationship with the Father which is what we're declaring this week and stronger in our relationship with each other okay so we're very serious with these goals very serious in this family with these goals okay so um, but I want to talk about the potential of the show, okay? On our 50th show, we want to make a decision uh, whether or not we should keep going with the same time. Maybe we need to switch times. We're not really happy with uh, we happy with the numbers. Our numbers is through the roof, uh, folks. We have 600 listens in the last 30 days. A family blog with 600 listens. Listens means somebody actually sit down and listen to your show. And uh, it can be the same person listening more than once. Uh, but 630 days, that is a whole lot of family. That is a lot of people, a lot of listening. So uh, we're happy with that. But what we're, what we're challenged by is participation. We have a lot of family members that like to sit back and just enjoy the show, and that's okay. But it really is not designed for just that. We want to get these... Um, like I say, we want to inspire each other. We want to start networking. We want to get involved. And so on the shows, Darlene and I is pulling most of the weight. We're talking a lot, and that's it's okay. That's wonderful. Y'all like that, obviously. But uh, we want to get other people uh, co-hosting, hosting, um, uh, other people just involved. For whatever reason, I think a lot of people just shy. Maybe they don't want to do it over the show, but maybe they'll do it on another in another um, venue. So we just want you to send a email or text to Darling or myself, either through our cell phones. Some of y'all have that. Most of y'all should have that. Or to our Facebook, letting us know how you appreciate the show, what you would like to see. You can actually start sending it now to us. Let us know what you think of the show. You know, is it meeting your needs financially? I mean, uh, spiritually, obviously not financially yet. But is it meeting your needs? Is it is it is it is it really being a blessing to you as much as uh, the numbers are saying? Uh, we know it is, but we want to hear that 
from you, and we want to hear suggestions like, do we need to change the dates uh, when we have the show? Because we want more participation. It's what we're trying to get at with these with this survey. We want more participation. We want more people to come out and um, press one on the on the phone lines and uh, uh, and talk to us. And, and more people getting involved on the page. Even though, you, though we have 318 members, we don't have 318 participating, if you will. We probably have about 10 or 15 people that 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 post, and that's good. I'm not. I mean, I'm not uh, saying that's not a good thing. That's that's a good thing. But when you have the, uh, 318 members, that that blog page should be exploding. So we think it's something we're doing or not doing. And so this is where you come into play. You're gonna let us know if you don't mind. What is going on? How can we do better? It's just that simple. It's just that simple. So anyway, again, with more people is coming in, I want to thank everyone for, for for tuning in and stopping by. Thank you all for coming in. Those who are just coming in, thank you very much. Thank you very much. we got a lot of people on the phone lines. Thank you very much. All over north, south, east, west, that's pretty good. And I expect more people are coming because we've invited some people to call and and I'll stop by tonight, so that's, those numbers are going to increase. So, anyway, family, please do that. Don't just listen to the show tonight. Please, please email Darlene or myself, okay? You probably should do it both to both of us at the same time where we'll we want, where we make sure we get it. Send something to my Facebook, send something to Arlene's, I mean Darlene's Facebook, and just let us know how you really feel about this show. We know you like it, but... I mean, how you feel about the time? How you feel about the length of the show? Uh, do we need to shorten it to maybe an hour? Or do we need to lengthen it? I probably doubt that, but I'm just saying, family, what's on your mind? What is on your mind? Douglas Kennedy, Family and Friends Network, what is on your mind? Well, I'm excited. I'm excited about tonight's show. My wife, uh, really, really excited uh, and looking forward to hearing from her. And uh, why don't I just say, uh, darling, I don't see darling. I don't think, she, like I said, she may not be able to make it tonight. We'll see. Uh, but when she comes, I'll share another press one. So anyway, I want to go ahead and do something. I want to go to our uh, special. You know, we have a special. We have family members that could call the show and contribute different things to the show. And um, William B. has been doing this for a long time. He has been uh, really helping us out with uh, financial advice. And uh, sometimes he shock us and go off, off the uh radar with something else and it'd be just as good so i want to see if we can pull up uh william b here we go this is an encourager uh by william b uh, I mean, i'm sorry this is a um bear with me here family okay this is william b he's going to come at you with his special you know telling what william is going to be sharing you know sometimes he talks about the finances in most cases and sometimes he talks about other things so um We'll go ahead and bring on William B. at this time, and I hope y'all enjoy this. We'll be right back. Again, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Good evening, family. Uh, William B. here, back again with some budgeting tips. 
Number one, determine your monthly income. If two folks are working, of course, you'll determine the net income uh, for both. Net income is uh, the amount of money you take home after uh, taxes and Social Security and medical payments perhaps and other things, insurance that is, have been taken out. After you determine how much money you have to work with, second, identify your high-priority bills. That means the most important bills that you must pay each and every month. For example, mortgage payment, rent payment, basic utilities, auto payment, and some insurance premiums. Now, these payments are generally fixed, but you are expected to pay them regularly every month. Some bills, such as insurance, may be paid periodically, like every three months, every six months. If so, uh, you divide the estimate by the amount that's paid. For example, if you pay it one time, that covers three months, and you divide that by three, and that determines how much your monthly allocation should be. So now, you've taken your net income, the amount of money you have in your hand, in terms of your uh, uh, monthly budget, and you've determined which bills you must pay. And uh, let's go to the other next situation, which means estimate other expenses. Now, after you subtract the priority bills from your net income, ideally you should have some money left for such things as uh, groceries, gasoline, credit cards, etc. Now, of course, groceries and gasoline falls in that must category uh, as well, for as most people are concerned. So certainly build that in. Now, try your best to estimate these amounts for groceries, gasoline, that sort of thing. Track your expenditures to monitor the accuracy of your estimates. So as you move along, you'll be able to determine more accurately uh, what the number should be for, for example, groceries, gasoline, credit card payments. Now, word of warning, most people are surprised at the amount of money that they spend on unnecessary items. You won't really know that until you put together some kind of monthly budget. That's why it's a good idea. It's important to set aside funds to cover high-priority bills first. Well, we've covered that. And try to allocate a reasonable amount of money for miscellaneous expenditures, dining out, movies, entertainment, that sort of thing. But initially, particularly if your bills are high, minimize that kind of thing because you don't have to eat out. You don't have to entertain friends. So keep that in mind as you budget. For example, if you've been spending $100 a month to dine out, consider part of that amount, say 50 or less. Now, once you spend your allocated amount, don't spend any more than that. That's the beauty of a budget. Discipline yourself. Spend only up to what it is that you have allocated. And in the future, you'll really determine what you really can get by with if, in fact, you want to get a handle on your debt, and uh, most people do. The money you can save can go toward building up your emergency savings account. We all should have an emergency fund of some sort. You know, you never know when the car is going to break down or the washing machine goes out or something else happens that's going to require you to uh, put out some money. And you don't want to have to use a credit card or call uh, someone, uh, another adult, to bail you out. If you like most adults that I know, uh, you want to stand on your own two feet, so to speak. So a budget will help you to do that. At first, it may be challenging, but uh, you're changing your mindset and attitude toward money. But the longer you do it, 
the easier it becomes. So good luck to you. Have a good evening. Hi, my name's Allison Rhodes, and I'm going to share some tips for how to protect you and your family against identity theft. Last year alone, more than 12 million identity fraud victims were reported in the U.S. It's a serious problem, but there are some easy ways to protect you and your family. First, password protect the logon for all your devices, from laptops to smartphones to tablets. Second, for online accounts, use strong passwords with a mix of uppercase, lowercase, numerals, and punctuation. And don't use the same password everywhere you go. Use one of the many digital password-keeping applications available. Third, consider using software with a personal firewall and anti-phishing features to reinforce your network connections and protect sensitive information. Sites like Facebook and Twitter encourage users to share personal information, and these places are popular targets for cyber criminals. Beware of imposter accounts, unusual messages, and friend requests from people you don't know. If your family spends time interacting online, consider adopting antivirus software with social media security to give you protection from the threats that come with social media. Social media scanning software will notify you when malicious links are detected on your profile or the profile of one of your friends. It also shows you what Facebook apps have access to your personal information. In addition to installing security software, set ground rules for how much time your kids are allowed to spend online and which social media services they can use. Teach them to value their privacy and protect information like email addresses, home addresses, and phone numbers. Cyber criminals use a lot of methods to steal your personal files or plant malicious code. Phishing is a crime that involves baiting victims in order to steal money or transmit malware. You or your kids could be tricked into clicking a malicious link or sharing sensitive information, but don't take the bait. Be wary of cryptic websites and unexpected personal messages. It's fairly easy to disguise links, so be careful of abbreviated URLs as they can hide the true destination. To see where a link will take you, teach your family to hover the mouse cursor over the link without clicking. The true destination URL will display in the lower left corner of your browser. Also, you should strongly consider using Internet security software to enhance anti-phishing protection for you and your family. Your identities are just too valuable to lose online. This is Allison Rhodes. Stay safe. Ain't it? Can't hear it enough. 
So anyway, you listen to Douglas County Family Friends Network. I'm Seth. My grandmother is Azalee Douglas. She had a daughter. Her name was Irene. And I am her son. Okay. So anyway, family, uh, we have still coming Arlene in a little bit. In a little bit. Like in a real little bit. She'll be on the line. And uh, also, when Arlene is done, we'll be having a special mystery guest calling in with a special mystery topic. Can't let y'all know what it is. It'll spoil all the fun. So anyway, just moving right along here, I wanted to just kind of go ahead and just hit really quickly some things, and then we'll bring Arlene on, okay? And I see the phone line is lighting up. I really enjoy when you when you when y'all come in this early like this. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. All right. So I wanted to just say something to our friends. You know, this is the uh, Douglas Kennedy family, family. But we've got a lot of friends that's beginning to get wind of this. And I want to let you know, especially those of you calling today, listening to Paul Arlene, you are more than welcome to tune in to this talk show every single week. It's the phone number you call. It won't be the same link you clicked on. If you clicked on a link, it'll be a different link. But the phone number stays the same. Call the show next week, same time. As they said when I was little, same bat channel, same bat place. Okay, if you like Batman. Um, but yeah, please tune in. Tune in. Uh, next week, you're more than welcome. You can comment. Uh, most of the time when family come on the air, they they let us know how they're related, and they let us know what city. And uh, by the way, let me just go over the cities uh, that we have, I mean the states, just so y'all know. I keep saying the 13, but let me just tell y'all what the 13 uh, places are, okay? We are family and friends in Kansas City. We're in Florida. We're in Texas. We are in California. We are in Arkansas. We are in Ohio. We are in Missouri. We are in Alabama. Family, we are in Georgia. We are in Michigan. We are in Oklahoma, for sure. And guess what? We are also in Alaska. How about that? Yes, Alaska. And like I said, there are also family members in Israel and in Europe as well. Okay, so... Friends, you can call the show, and, and you may not be able to say you're related to anybody, but just say, I'm a friend of whoever. I'm a friend of Seth. I'm a friend of Arlene. So if you are new to the show tonight and you want to talk with Arlene or myself or any other co-host that may call the show, simply just say, you're a friend of whoever, and that'll be just good enough and include your city. Where are you calling from? Okay. So anyway, I'm excited. I really am excited to have Arlene on. You know, she's kind of shy, but when she does things, it's always first class. Arlene is always first class. She does not like anything sloppy. She don't like, she's just, especially when it comes to her religious beliefs, her spiritual beliefs, I should say. So I'm looking forward to hear what she's got to say to the various questions we have, and um, I'm sure you are too. Okay, so I just want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, that, the, the friends, just to encourage our friends to be in, uh, call next week as well, not just this week, uh, because we do this every single week. I think it's not every single week, but I'm on. We just interview a family member, and we have other uh, secular information that may be important, may even save your life. Yes, some of this information will actually save your life, family. So, anyway, uh, I 
I just got word the darling is at work. She will not be on, I don't think, till later, or possibly not at all. She had to work late. That's what I just got here. So, um, darling Douglas, your favorite cousin, family in Austin, Texas, will not be on, okay? Uh, at least not now, uh, maybe the second half, okay? So, I wanted to just go ahead and just talk about one more thing, and then we'll bring on Arlene, okay? I know y'all anxious to hear from me, but just hold on. Hold your horses, family. Hold your horses. <laughs> I wanted to just uh, remind everybody that we have two more things, actually. We have these old shows. We have done over, we've done 39 shows now. This I think this is the 30th night show. Family. Do y'all, are you aware that you can go to the Ed and Isabel page and go back and listen to all of the shows we have ever done? Do y'all know that? I don't know if y'all know that. When you see those picture profiles, oftentimes if you click where it says continue, it'll have a link. Those links are still hot. You can call and listen to those links. Yes, you can. You sure can. Check them out. Check out some of these previous shows we've done, okay? I'm serious. Some of these shows have been a blast. I mean, I don't want to name any shows because some people may get offended if I don't name their show, but all the shows have been good. We've interviewed all types of folks. We've got all kinds of people in this family, professional um, athletes to, to, to people that's gotten uh, high marks, high rankings with, uh, within their job. Uh, we've got, uh, we got everything, school teachers, doctors, all kinds of people in this family. All kind of people, regular everyday people who are, uh, just love the Father and, and doing what's right, and and uh, we just had all kind. Of, we don't discriminate on this on this particular blog. We bring on as guests various sides of the family, various sides of the family. Okay. Last thing, last but not least, is I want to just uh, briefly put some on your mind, family. And again, remember, we um, asking everyone to. Email or text Darlene or myself and let us know uh, suggestions. Uh, if you like the show being every week or every other week, because on the 50th show, we will probably make a change depending upon what y'all say. If y'all say, well, we, we love everything, leave it the way it is, we'll leave it the way it is. If y'all want to do it every two weeks, we'll do it every two weeks. If y'all want to move it to Friday, we'll move it to Friday. If you want to move it to Monday, we just want to know. You got to talk to us, okay? So, uh, looking forward to hearing from every single one of y'all. Also, we want to start thinking about having a fund. A fund. I don't want to run it. I don't want to be a part of it. But some one of you, some of you, may be really good at running a fund. I mean, a big fund. I mean, with thousands of dollars in it. And uh, we can call the fund. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> any. We can call it the Addy uh, Douglas Scholarship Fund or the M. B. Dugan uh, General Fund. Or we can call it the Sunny. I mean, it, it can be any kind of name of one of our uh, elders. Any one of them. But I really, really want to get some feedback on this fund. It's very important. There's a lot of needs in the family, a lot of young people going off to school, and they need money for various things. It'd be nice to be able to say, well, let's contact uh, let's, let's uh, co- contact the people that's uh, over the Addie Douglas uh, Scholarship Fund. Wouldn't that be nice? Contact the Addie Douglas Booker Scholarship Fund, something like that. So, I want I want feedback from anybody interested in doing that. Also, we uh, want to move full uh, force ahead with this uh, Bible study. Um, we kind of hit it a little bit, but we want to start having a Bible study. We'd love to know what day y'all want to have it, who y'all would like to see 
uh, have it, as well as the topics, some topics covered. So these are kinds of things we're looking forward. Since we are getting to know one another, we want to start this networking, okay? We've been building up each other. Now we can start networking. Okay. So, uh, uh, like I said, darling, we'll be joining us. So let's go ahead and, and uh, start talking about this young lady we're about to bring on the phone line. Again, uh, this is Arlene Turner, my wife. And... Uh, <laughs> Arlene, oh my goodness, it's so, it, it, it's, we have had a serious journey, and this is just a, a prelude to her, we have had, uh, love my wife, love my wife, I, yeah, I know people say, well, of course you do, but I really do love my wife, and I'm very appreciative of all she have done, all she is going to do, and uh, I mean, all she's doing right now, I mean, she is a woman of many hats, and uh, while she is a uh, uh, staff accountant for our history, uh, Maker Homes. <laughs> she, uh, that is so not who she is in terms of the general scheme of things. Arlene is so much bigger than what she do nine to five. She really is. And I uh, hope you all know that. You'll know it after this, this interview. Um, Arlene is from Madison, Ohio. And, uh, She's going to talk more about this later. I just want to give a little bit of intro here. Arlene's from Madison, Ohio. And we met at a Southwest Believers Convention. Everybody knows who Kenneth Copeland is, I know. And this is where we met. And uh, Arlene was uh, a woman I saw at the convention briefly. I saw her like twice. And I thought to myself, you know how you see people at the convention and you have these thoughts. Everybody, don't tell me. I know y'all think some thoughts when you see people. And I just had this fleeting thought that, man, that woman right there, she just looked to me, uh, she'll probably kill me for saying this, but she looked to be high maintenance. Like, you got to have your stuff together. You really got to have your stuff together to talk to her. And I remember uh, later on, I saw again, I thought the same thing. She was one of the most, well, actually, I think she was the most beautiful thing at that uh, particular um event for sure and there's a lot of people there at those conventions darling was the sharpest woman there no joke so i thought that you know and then the third time i saw her she was at a, a hot dog stand putting mustard on her hot dog so you know me hey i ain't afraid now i'll give it a shot but i just you know come on brothers y'all know how it is when you see that woman that look like mount everett and you can't you don't think you have the wherewithal to climb it but you wouldn't uh that's that's me. That's your brother. That's your cousin. Okay, that's what I did. So I walked up to her and made conversation. And sometimes we start talking about body language. I don't know how we got off on that at the uh, Believers Convention, but this was again. I don't know if there was anything going on inside the convention itself, but we got to talking, and we got to talking, and we got to talking. And so later on, family, the next time I would see this woman, I would be on the fourth row, fourth row at the Southwest Believers Convention, and her and a friend of hers was needing a seat. So, <laughs> wouldn't you know who had three or four seats right beside him, and that was me. So, of course, I broke my neck to kind of wave at him. It's like, hey, come sit by me, come sit by me. And they was glad to get a seat, um, right, you know, a, a seat period, especially on the fourth row, fourth row now. So, Anyway, Arlene came in and she sat right by me. Her friend sat on the other side of her. And um, that's 
when the history began. We began talking. And uh, next thing you know, we come uh, even closer friends and even closer friends. And so we started, uh, I kept telling I would see you again, I would see you again. No one had no idea how it was gonna, how that was going to happen. But uh, <laughs> uh, I told her that in August and then in November I was hired by American Airlines. And lo and behold, my words, remember, family, we've been talking about our words, our confessions. My words brought that reality. I'm in Fort Worth. She's in Columbus, Ohio. How am I going to see her? But I told her, I'll see you again. We exchanged phone numbers. We started to talk. And I kept telling her, I always tell her, I'm going to see you again. I'm going to see you again. So make the long story short, that is exactly what happened. I saw her again, and we began to start dating long distance. I would fly to Columbus every single week. And so I'll go ahead and bring online and let her uh, let her fill in these other blanks, okay? So let's do this. Let's go ahead and look for her number here. Yeah, of course. Probably more, you're, you're most exciting. 
kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But no, Arlene and I did. We did meet. Uh, it, it was. It was my best convention. It also happened to be the convention where uh, y'all hear me talk so much family. At least hear me talk so much about this five smooth stone, five smooth stone, where I talk about these five topics that are answers to five questions. Well, those five questions I asked God that I got these five answers that I call five smooth stones that, that I'm always talking about for the last 20 years happened at the same convention. So the 1988 convention was major for Arlene and I. We met. That was the start of a, of a relationship that ended up being a marriage and kids to come afterwards. And uh, many of you are looking at that. Uh, um, hold on one second. Yeah, <laughs> that's supposed to be my wife's no. music on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have music on purpose on the background, Ali. That's to keep everything oh, buttered up and and yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> the silence is a killer, and sometimes we need it gotcha. though. But <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, that was the wines doing that thing. But anyway, Arlene and I had a wonderful time. Got a chance to go to the water garden. Yeah, I remember the water gardens. I know everybody in the Fort Worth know who I'm talking about. Those of you don't know what the water gardens is. It's a romantic place you go to, it, and it's a garden <laughs> full of um, just falls and water. And you got this big uh, one fall. You go, you go down, 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 and it's nice. If you don't oh, yeah, just go to the water garden, it's pretty nice. You got gotcha. you, especially when you're with a beautiful woman. Yeah, I was with the most beautiful thing I saw at that convention, and I'm not just 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 make it shallow just about beauty. Arlene has uh, proven over the years to to match that beauty with character, and I'm hoping tonight, fam, that we're gonna bring on some people that will talk about a character. You know, you can know people various ways. There's uh, there's all kind of ways to that we want to uh, expose uh, or, or display of Arlene tonight. We want to talk about history. We want to talk about uh, uh, some achievements, Arlene. I want you to, uh, if you don't mind, share with the family some achievements, just various things you've been through, uh, various things you've accomplished. Uh, this is a degreed, educated woman, uh, with many experience. We're going to talk about the Sarah Center. So a lot of things coming your way, family, so y'all do not want to go anywhere. Anywhere. So I want to go ahead and start the interview off, Arlene. And they got I already got a hand up. I see you in uh, 8-8-7-6-1-4. Your hand actually been up for a while. Just bear with us. We'll come to you. And again, um, family, Does that mean those who are on the phone line. Yes, yes. And I'm going to bring him on here in a second. But I want to just say, while since I saw that hand, uh, anyone with questions or comments for the guest, Arlene, or myself, Press one now, and we'll bring you on. I'm gonna try to watch whose hand goes first and second. I'll bring you on as your hand goes up. But um, I see you, Erico six one four. We'll come to you here in a little bit. Uh, but I want to start off the interview by asking Arlene a question, and then we'll go to the phone lines after this first question. Arlene, we have children, but I want you to name who they are and what city they're in. Um, and then I'm going to do the same. I'm going to come behind you and give a short, brief uh, description of the same kids. It's always interesting when we do this. So go ahead and name 
who your children are. <laughs> Everybody know your husband, so you want to name me. Um, mm-hmm. But who your children? Where are they? And let us know a little bit about them for those who don't know you. Well, I have uh, my oldest son. His name is Kenny, and he lives in Columbus, Ohio. Um, he um, is, you know, was my firstborn. Is just the sweetest young man you could ever meet. Uh, and he's given us uh, three grandchildren, uh, which I'll talk about those a little bit later. And then my middle child's name is Josiah, and uh, he lives here in Texas. And uh, he's very creative, artistic, and athletic. And uh, then uh, finally I got a girl. My third child, my baby, is Lydia. And she um, is here in Texas. She goes to UNT. She's in school to become a physical therapist. And uh, she is just very charismatic and loves to sing and has a most, like a million-dollar smile, you know, just a very sweet young lady. So... Those are my three children. <laughs> and I'm going to do the same thing. Yes, we do have the three children, and I'm going to do it backwards. Uh, Lydia is our only girl, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lydia is a very, uh, how can I describe Lydia? Lydia is a young lady with her own mind. Like her she mom. She is carving out <laughs> her own life. She had no problem disagreeing with her dad or her mom or anything. <laughs> Lydia knows a lot right now, and you may sometimes confuse her, but she knows it all. <laughs> but she is, oh, those of you that haven't seen Lydia in a while from the Columbus area since that area, I'm telling you, this is a grown woman now. Just so y'all know, she's driving and uh, love her to be independent. She just turned 20 on Friday. Yeah, yeah, we had the opportunity to go to the game, and I had the opportunity to get like I never went to a game where I was on the first row. We was on the actual first row. So if y'all go look at that game played on the 29th, you can see us every single time the guy bats. Literally every single time the guy bats, you see uh, uh, my wife and daughter. But anyway, we did that on her birthday. She did turn 20. But uh, also we have Josiah. Josiah is an aspiring rapper like most of these young boys. He's got a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Josiah is the most, I don't know which one is the most talented, but I know one thing. Josiah has a lot of talent. And uh, he is, is uh, uh, <laughs> bent on being a rapper for sure. And uh, But he stays out of trouble for the most part, especially now. He's doing a good job, uh, you know. Um, and uh, very creative. Josiah is probably the most creative. He played football. He uh, brought a lot of joy. Him him and Kenny uh, filled our house with trophies early on. I can't forget about their young coming up. They're the little young, the young <laughs> part. This is still all about Arlene because if y'all know Arlene, you got to know her kids because we are. <laughs> our life is spent on our kids, was for sure. It's kind of changed now. But back in the day, those of you listening, especially in Cincinnati, y'all know that we spent every awakening moment running back and forth, or they tell them to baseball, I mean, uh, to football oh, yeah. games, football. basketball games. Polo Lydia, we used to push her around in this little... Uh, <laughs> Stroller. <laughs> and she just know all of, she knows all, she know she, she should know all of the cheers, and she just got tired of going to the football games. Early in the morning, <laughs> on Saturday mornings, anyway. So that's Josiah. Kenny 
to me is probably <sighs> Kenneth James, and uh, we can't forget Janie uh, and uh, the three kids. Uh, they have three kids together, just like Arlene said. But uh, I haven't really met, don't know that much about Janie because they're in Ohio, we're in Texas. Uh, but Arlene have had the opportunity to meet her, and I look forward to meeting her and the kids. Uh, again, being in Texas, I haven't been up there for a long time. But let me just say this about Kenny. Kenny is one of those young men that if you tell him to do something, he'll do it and he'll do it good. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Kenny, when, when he was very young, it, I, you know, I don't know that Josiah or Lydia have ever done this, but whenever he would play, just, let's just use sports because he did in other areas as well. But if you tell him to do a thing and you tell him the exact way, he'll do it to perfection. But if you don't tell him, he ain't going to do it. And so we saw, I mean, with proper coaching, Kenny became a very good football player. Really and truly, folks, Kenny should be in the pros. I'm not lying. He <laughs> has been able to throw spirals since he's been like the youngest kid I ever know to throw a spirals. And these women saying, what is that? But uh, <laughs> other men know what that means. Kenny was a very skilled football player and basketball player. Very good, talented. talented. But uh, very smart in school. Kenny made the honor roll. Just like Lydia did. Yeah. I think Josiah made yeah. it one year, but, but but Kenny's made it a whole lot of years. Kenny has been the smartest kid in his class for a lot of years of his education. Uh, and so has Lydia. So, anyway, those are kids. Arlene, I got another question for you. Got another question. You were said for you were you. going to let someone talk. Oh, yes. Look at me. See, that's what happened. See, thank I you. Know. That's why I need you. You're welcome. That's what she's been doing all our lives. Eric Coach 614. Eight four three six one four eight four three. Go ahead with your question or comment. Sorry about that. Not a question, just a comment. I just hey. wanted to say hi to my sister. I had to come hey, on and support sister. her. I okay, miss you guys. This? Who is this? This Give is me Danielle. A name in the city. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Danielle, um, Arlene's baby sister from Columbus, Ohio. All right, hey, sister. <laughs> What's happening, Danielle? Hey, what's going on? I'm so <laughs> excited. This is a true woman of God. I'm excited oh. to hear what she's going to say today. She's imparted so much into me and so many people. So I'm excited to hear her today. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Good to hear your voice. I love you too. Thank you for calling. Okay. Yeah, she is right. Danielle is a um, true sister of all. She's Danielle oh, been yeah. there from the very beginning. And I'm sure uh, she's going to probably be shocked to hear me say this, but I'm going to say it. She has been there from the very beginning, fam. This is Arlene's for sure sister. They almost likely might wouldn't know they're not blood sisters. I mean, for sure they're connected spiritually and soulishly. But uh, Daniel, let's move and shake it. Daniel, tell them a little bit about what you're doing in the city of Columbus. I know it's about Arlene, but um, Arlene is a part of it as well, what you're doing. So what are you doing in, uh, in Columbus? You're doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, well... I give a lot of credit to her because she's always been a motivator to me. Um, (laughs) Right now I have a group called Exclusive Empowerment Network, and it is a network of women. We are a 1,000 strong right now online, and we actually do a lot. We do um, feeding the homeless. I have an employment program. Um, I have a mentoring program. Uh, We now are just going to start a financial literacy program. Um, I also go into the shelters. and then I also, my day job, I'm a 
I run programs for ODRC, Ohio Department of Corrections. I go in and audit and make sure they're t- treating people with mental illness correctly, that they're getting the medications that they need and that sort of thing. And then I also do um, food giveaways to the community. So a little bit of everything. We're okay. we're moving a lot in Columbus, trying to empower women, not only women, but families. Um, I do rallies. Um, we've lost a lot of African-American young men here in the in the city. So I've had a few rallies. I do meetings with pastors and community leaders. Um, so God is moving in Columbus. Keep us in your prayers. Always. That's my sister. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And, 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 and Danielle, you say uh, Arlene inspired some of that? Elaborate on that. Oh, definitely. Because I know a lot of that was for women. Oh, yeah. Um, For me, I grew up in a very um, dysfunctional craziness. Um, And Arlene came into my life at a time when I was lost. And she just took me under her wing as her little sister and has never looked back. But she showed me that even in adversity, you can keep moving. And she's done it over and over. And I'm just, I just, um, it gives me strength. When I'm feeling like I'm down, I call her like, hey, I can't do this. And she encourages me. Um, Even with my, I've had a lot of physical challenges. And she's my encouragement all the time. Um, I've lived with her <laughs> a couple of different times. Um, she's watched out for me. Um, you know, Josiah, that was my baby growing up. Uh, so we just, I mean, she's just been a big part of my life. And I don't know where mm-hmm. I would be if she hadn't came into my life when she did. So. I feel the same oh. way. <laughs> I do. I do. Beautiful. We, we were there for each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Daniel, I really appreciate you calling, and I'm looking at the phone lines again. Mm-hmm. Anybody else with quick questions or comments? Because you know, I get the rolling maybe a minute before I look at the phone line again. But we have other calls. I see a lot of Ohio numbers. Not a lot, but I see some. So if again, Ohio mm-hmm. people, don't be shy. If y'all want to comment quickly, 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 press one uh, before I go into these other questions. But Danielle, hopefully you'll stay on the line to hear the rest of the show. Or, or and, and mm-hmm. if you want to come on again, not a problem. Mm-hmm. But it looked like, wait a second, we got another hand went up here. So let's go to this next (laughs) phone call. And like I said, when I put y'all on hold, listen, family and friends, everybody, when I put y'all on hold, like I'm about to do Danielle, press 1. Because right now, Danielle's hand is up. And when she press 1, the hand is going to go down. That way, if she want to comment later, she can do just that. Okay, Danielle? All right. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's uh, Arlene's sister. My girl. (laughs) Yes, Yes, yes. And uh, Danielle, press once so your hand to go down because you may want to come back on later on. And in the meantime, I'm going to go to the phone lines. We have another hand that's up. Erico 513. There you go, Danielle. 513374. Who am I speaking with? Someone at the phone number 573374. Now name your phone number out, but who am I speaking with? They're not there. They're there. They probably don't know we're listening to them. Okay, Erico okay. 5133. Hello, three, this is three. Dolores. I'm sorry, Dolores. <laughs> Dolores calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, my God. Well, goodness. I'm Dolores calling from Cincinnati, Ohio with the slow finger. How are you doing? I am so sorry. I had my phone mute. <laughs> I think I'm you're so nervous. Wonderful. 
Hey, hey, I think you're nervous. That's what I think. No, I'm just no, kidding. Sir. How are you Why doing? Why would I be nervous speaking to my mother, my spiritual daughter, rather? How <laughs> you doing, sweetie? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I just love and miss you, and I want to share how you have really just been an encouragement for me. I really, really miss you. My The Montgomery family miss you. You know I have known you and your husband. So listening to self just really explain how you guys met, I was like, wow. But I do remember Lydia in her stroller when I met you yes. at near the convention center. But yeah. you have your character is just so empowering and I think that is what you do with the lives that you touch the women's hearts that you touch especially for us we have been through a lot together Mm -hmm. as family Mm -hmm. but I also wanted to just to let you know about your you know your strength your ability to bring out the best in women and and I've seen that over the years when you was here, you just, you don't see what you can't do. You see what you can do and what Amen. God can do through you. It's only Amen. because of God. That's and so I know you still have that. It's like that's your strength is to see past the weakness and Thank see you. what God can do through you. Mm. And that's very empowering. I know you are taking that even to the job that you're doing now. But, Arlene, I just wanted to encourage you with this scripture. It says, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. And I know mm. that is, is what you're doing. I have Thank no doubt. You. Thank you. I miss you, too. <laughs> oh, that's Surprise! so sweet. I know. I am yeah. surprised. When I said, what? Arlene has been recognized. Let me lose some sleep and call my sister. That's right. It's 10 o'clock there, isn't it? Oh, thank you. Oh, you, you work it. It's, it's, it can be, it'd be 9 o'clock. I was like, okay, Seth, come on, Seth, pick up the phone. What do I do to get through this? Oh, okay. Thank you for calling. I love you, Seth. Well, hold on before you go. Hold on before you go. I got to tell everybody this. Dolores is like a rock waller uh, ministry evangelistic motor. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, Dolores, just tell her how you met, how, how y'all met. Now, keep in mind, we already say, folks, why she tell this story. Please, Dolores, please. I want you to share how you met Arlene. I want, can you please, I want Arlene to tell her, please. Well, we actually, I was in the convention center with Lydia in a stroller, and a, a woman had her daughter in a stroller, and she Thank came you. over to me, like you said, and she started talking, and just was very nice and inviting and engaging, and then we got to talking about the Lord, and she began sharing with me about the Lord, and uh, their church was actually meeting in that convention center, so she told me all about that. And But, I mean, she walked up to me, and we started talking like we were friends. And you know, Seth, how hard I am to get to know. So <laughs> for her to come up and to immediately get me engaged in the conversation, you're right, that woman's gifted. <laughs> right. And she will share. 
anybody that have problems in the in the uh, Cincinnati <laughs> area with sharing your faith, I want to introduce you to Dolores Montgomery. <laughs> this woman is not <laughs> afraid to give the explanation of the hope within her. I just had to say That's that, right. and not to mention William. Right. Is, Thank you, William is no joke. They we, they would have Bible mm-hmm. study family and friends, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we would go over every week. They uh, in the support of the church they go to too. They're very strong in evangelism. So we anyway, Dolores. So good to hear from you. you. So good to hear from you. You tell William I said hello. And I uh, really appreciate hearing your voice. And really I appreciate hearing your voice. Oh, <laughs> and Sarah, thank you so, guys. Thank you so much for sharing about. Sure. I appreciate what you said about the kids. Can you please mm-hmm. give Lydia a big shout out when you said sure. it's going to be 20, Savannah's going to be 20. These are sisters. Oh. I know. Juniors in college going to start. Oh I mean, these are little sisters who <laughs> grew up together, crying yeah. and everything <laughs> together, and mm-hmm. and limo cars together. It was just beautiful, <laughs> and I missed that. I missed you guys. So when yes, you guys you are here in Cincy, Columbus, please, I hope it's soon. Yeah. Okay, I'll look you up. <laughs> Keep us in your prayer. Okay, I love you, Arlene, love and you uh, it was so good hearing your voice. Please Thank give you. me a shout-out, a ring later. I will. Thank you very much, Dolores. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Congratulations. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. Family, Bye. that's just a <laughs> small, small sample. We've just gotten two calls, and I'm sure there'll be more. But it's a small sample. Let me tell you all what happened when we left Ohio. I had been telling her when I met her, I only wanted to stay in Ohio for five years. That was in 91. We still left in 96. 96, I go to Arlene. Arlene, you ready to move to Texas? No, for various reasons. <laughs> she just was not interested in Texas. 97, same thing. 98, same thing. 99, same thing. 2000, same thing. I mean, I could ask them for every other year, you know, and... <laughs> When I mentioned Texas to her another particular year, she said, I'm open. Those two words, I'm open, is why we're in Texas, because I moved quickly knowing she might change her mind, because that weather was kicking kicking my butt, and uh, I moved quickly, 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 and I did, I went and had the Sarah Center to do this this, uh, appreciation thing, where and Dolores, press one so your hand can go down, and that way you might can come on later if you have a question. But uh, we did this appreciation thing for Arlene, and I knew that when we leave, when we left, it was going to break a lot of women's heart because I'm saying, folks, I think it was hundreds. I mean, it was hundreds of women that come to the Sarah Center, which is where Arlene worked and did all this work for women. Had so many women. They loved her. I mean, she was like a celebrity in the downtown area. You saw the article I put it on the uh, promo where if they voted, um, you know, she would have probably gotten mother of, of the of over the Rhine, which is the area we chose to live to help. But anyway, I pulled this party off, and I mean, it blew her mind. Blew my mind. All the women that came, some crying, saying how much they appreciated her. And uh, I just, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that just listen to uh, uh, Dolores reminds me of those ladies and appreciation. As a matter of fact, when y'all see pictures of Arlene, there's a quilt in the background on our wall. And the women got together and 
it was a lot of women, and they built a, a unified quilt. Every single one of them has something on this quilt because it is a beautiful quilt hangs up in our in our uh, 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 living room. And uh, anyway, anyway, just, just the Lord just bring back a lot of memories. Okay, Miss Miss Army. I'm speaking of the service, and yes. let's talk a little bit about that. I'm looking at the phone line again, folks. You listen to the Douglas County Family and Friends Network. Anybody with questions for Arlene need to press one now because I'm having to scroll up and down, Family and Friends, and I won't see your hand if you're at the bottom of the scroll. Okay, but right now I don't see a hand, so we'll go ahead and jump to question number two. But you can press one at any time. Know that, please know that. All right, so Arlene, I want to go ahead and normally ask at this time, who are you? Who? How would you describe yourself uh, in maybe five minutes? Who is Arlene? I know it's a hard question for everybody, but try to tackle that. Who is Arlene? Well, like you said, that is a hard question to answer because I think as we grow and we evolve, we discover more and more about ourselves, you know, as we walk uh, on this journey of life. Um, But I think the core of who I am is I'm just a vessel that's created by God to do good. And and that's kind of like the core of what drives me. Uh, each day, I just I want to make this world a better place just by the way that I carry myself and by the excellence that I try to do what I do. Um, but you mentioned the Sarah Center, and I really want to talk about that a little bit because that was like the best job I think I ever could have gotten, and I know it was like a God promotion or it was a God training ground because I think when you trust God he will open a door that you didn't even know was there. You know, he'll lead you into something you didn't even know you had the skills to do, you know, because he knows who you are because he made you. And he took me to a place, and, you know, I found out it was close to where I lived, and I just went over there and, and met a woman who was a Catholic nun and was running an organization. And she, you know, asked me, you know, uh, if I wanted to work with her, and I started out sort of helping her out and whatnot. And as I look back in retrospect, I see that God basically drew me into that environment so that this woman could mentor me and help hone skills that he had placed in me. And he just created an environment for me to thrive and grow, as well as to provide opportunities and venues for other women to thrive and grow. I mean, God is just amazing like that. It's nothing I could have planned or put together myself, okay? But it was God's way of saying, I'm going to put you here and show you what I put inside of you. And so it was just an amazing opportunity, and I was her clerk for a while and helped out, and then she slowly began to turn different uh, responsibilities over to me, Little by little, each year it seems like I was doing a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more. And then, unbeknownst to me, she was called to work for her community back in Dayton, Ohio, and she uh, recommended me to be the director of the organization. I mean, who but God would do something like that? And so I was groomed and just grown up into that position, and I met so many women and you know, I began to develop programs. I began to write curriculum. Uh, I began to create different experiences for women uh, that were in the community of Over the Rhine to 
be able to improve their lives. We call them enrichment programs. And they were like okay. cultural experiences and whatnot. They got to learn and develop new skills, and so did I. You know, so it was a win-win for all of us, to be honest. It helped me, I think, as much as it helped them. And it opened me up. It got me outside of myself and made me more aware of some of the things that God was doing through me. And I've never been the same since then, you know. So I, I understand now that God can do amazing things if you just will yield to him and go and do what it is that's before you. And, and like I said, it was one of the best jobs I've ever had because I enjoyed it. It was a job, but it was also a ministry. And I feel like yeah. it grew me as well. So um, that's who I am. It's a person who yeah. just try to make good out of whatever is going on. And folks, I'm telling y'all right now, that was the best job I have ever, <laughs> ever, ever seen. I, I, I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, it, it wasn't even like Arlene was at work. I would go sometime and go, wow, all these people making over her, all these people just, I mean, they was making over her, but she was serving them, and Arlene was able to serve. They gave her the uh, uh, signature pretty much uh, on this, she had the, uh, a checkbook, an open checkbook, and they would. She would take these women to the uh, 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 opera. They would go to the uh, boat. The uh, uh, what you call it, Arlene? Riverboat. Uh, Riverboat. The Riverboat. Riverboat. She took these women, and then just check this out, family, because you know Arlene is modest. She don't like to. She don't like to get no praise. This is hard for her to be on the show. But listen, folks. Imagine inner city women. You know. Uh, going through all types of pain. Arlene comes on the scene, and they like they like Jeanette. They really did. They liked her too because of the love she had in her heart. But when Arlene came on the scene, and they looked like she looked like them, and she always treated everybody the same. I don't know how Arlene can pull this off. And I feel like we got another question. I think Danielle want to come back on. And I think Danielle, if you don't press one now, otherwise your hand is up. But I'll bring you on here in a little bit. And anybody else a question? Press one now. But uh. <laughs> Arlene came on the scene, and I saw with my eyes hopeless-looking women go there. They learn how to make jewelry. Folks, they didn't just make jewelry like y'all thinking. Some of y'all probably think, oh, they twisted little wires here and there. No. Their jewelry was placed on display at, what is that center? Underground? Uh, the underground. underground? At the where? Union Station. Union Station. Right, but the place where they had the Underground Railroad thing, I don't know what it was called. But they placed it, and it was also a place, one of the places in Macy's or one of those stores in the mall downtown Cincinnati, nice and expensive mall. Had the, yeah, and yeah. service center jewelry was placed all around that city. And, I mean, those women, when they was welding, it was like not serious welding, but they would actually be like welding. These rings were serious, and these necklaces were serious. you got to go on Facebook and type in Sarah Center. They has a Facebook page. But Arlene handed that up. These women not only made jewelry, they sold it. It empowered them. They be, some of them got websites. A lot of them I would talk to, they would say, well, I don't work anymore. I mean, I, 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 I am totally taken care of by my jewelry. I mean, this is something, this is just a little, uh, just a, a place for women to come that, that was needing just sometimes just a place to breathe. Not just abuse women, but just women that just want to just be around other women and just share. And they would be sharing. They, I'd go in there sometime, and they just, whatever women talk about, y'all can imagine. And, I mean, they have all kind of conversations going. They have the skills going, the encouragement going. There was always God in the middle of the conversation. And I just thank God that Arlene had 
the opportunity to experience in this lifetime to have a job like that. That was really a blessing. And I saw her take it to a whole nother level, you know, especially I even had the opportunity to go to opera with him and I don't even do opera, but it was really neat. Um, <laughs> it was really neat. I mean, all we went to see this one black, uh, who was the uh, lady that Lydia, I uh, can't think of a name. Anyway, anyway, let's go back to the phone lines, folks. We got a hand that's up again. Uh, air code, air code 614-843. Go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, yes, that's me. Uh, Danielle. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, I truly believe that was a uh, change for you, Arlene. I saw you mm-hmm. bless so many women. Um, at the time you had became director, I had moved back to Columbus. And when I would come down, I would see the women. And they were just in awe of you, um, and you encouraged me, empowering me. I came down for the party that Seth was talking about, and I couldn't believe how many people were there and talking about the good things about my sister. I can believe it because I know what she does, but <laughs> she was always so close. She never really talked to people she didn't know, and to see her interact and um, empower these women, it, it, was, it was really powerful, really powerful. <laughs> and that's why I'm so wow. proud of her. And she was a Thank blessing you. to me and encouraged me to do what I'm doing. So, and you are doing it, girl. Future. You are yeah. doing it. Danielle <laughs> took it to another level. Oh my goodness, uh, yes. God Thank is you, taking though. it to another level. Always, <laughs> not me. always. Um, not mm-hmm. me. Yes, you can put me back in the queue. I just wanted to say that. I, Thank you. I remember. All right, when you were there, Senator. All right. And on this show, Danielle, can talk as much as you want. As long as other people don't have their hands up, you can come back on. But don't forget to press one. But thank you for that. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. And, I mean, it was a sad party. It was a lot of crying. But I was shocked. Like, Danielle, I was just shocked that people was, like, just, you know. And, you know, sometimes you meet people. Like, I met my wife, and I knew she was a good woman. I mean, I knew that. But uh, when somebody hands you a blank checkbook, and a facility and access to all kind of things within the city transportation that's another thing they they had free they had a uh, their own vehicle nice vehicle and uh and just say go serve the community it's all kind of people that blow that opportunity they be spending money i was sometimes folks, i gotta tell you this darling i'll sit back when i'm saying <laughs> about this but oh, i know where you're I'm going <laughs> And say, hey, Arlene, uh, Dad, we just ran out of staplers. Oh, man, can you bring a, 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 a box of staplers, a, a few staplers home? I am not lying. If I'm lying, I'm flying, folks. My wife, my wife, my wife, not nobody else's wife, man, my wife, man, <laughs> would not bring home one staple. I would, we would get in arguments over it. I would be like, look, it ain't like you're stealing. I mean, it's just a staple. I mean, I don't want to have to get up and go drive away to the store. Just, I mean, come on, can you bring just one staple? And she would just say, it's not mine. It's just, this is the Sarah Center, Seth. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know it's the truth, Arlene. I know. <laughs> and I mean, it didn't matter if it was a, if it was a pencil and she brought it. She made sure she take it back. And I mean, folks, listen, I'm not no thief. Let's get this straight. But come on now. I mean, how many of y'all that went home with a pencil no or, or, or a staple, you know, something, and you just say, you just put it down on your desk. You don't think about returning it. This woman right here, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll tell all the time, I really wish you could work for me. I would, You know, things work out now. She'd be the perfect, perfect employee. 
perfect employee. I had to share that. But anyway, you're funny. Yeah, I mean, am I am I am I telling the truth on that? You're telling the truth. I feel like I have to be a good steward over somebody else's things, and then God can make me a steward over my things. So it's, it's cool. That's that's how I feel. Okay. You can well, tell who does most of the talking in this relationship. <laughs> nah, well that's true. Well, you know what? I'm a, from a family of six, and if you don't talk, you don't get what you want. You have to fight. I'm from a big family, and that's where I get all this mouth from. But at the same time, I do have something to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, you know, that's, that's one of the things I'm sure that impress you while you're playing. <laughs> yeah, it was a very engaging conversation. You're right. It's never a dull moment. Well, listen, Arlene, I want to ask you this. I'm kind of anxious to ask you this question because a lot of people think you're serious. They can listen to your voice and think, oh, she's just serious. She just loves God. She's super spiritual Christian. But what actually are your hobbies? You know, Danielle's one of the person you like to kick you with. What are some of the things you like doing with Danielle or other friends? What is your hobbies? Well, you know, I don't really what, what do you like doing? I really just like hanging out with friends, watching movies, having conversations, going out to dinner, going out for coffee, reading books, you know, just being with family and friends. You know, I'll I'll do things like bowling. Um, that's about it. I don't really do a whole lot of activities. I'm not a shopper. I don't like the mall or anything like that. Although I would go with Danielle to the mall because she's like a serious shopper. I'd take Lydia oh, yeah. to the mall, but I'm not really oh. into shopping, but I'm more into, you know, conversing with friends. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of people, just a few that I have, or, you know, reading is one of my passions. Um, that's pretty much what I like to do You know I'm pretty much a homebody I like to travel though and go see my family That's something I love doing Seeing my grandkids <laughs> That's always a good thing to do And so, let's, let me ask you this Let's break it down a little what? deeper What's your favorite show on cable? Oh, Name wow. three, my show. favorite Name show three shows you like let's, let's break it down a little bit <laughs> Name three well, shows my, you like on cable My favorite show of as far as the one I like the most is Joe Olstein because he's my encouraging voice. My second favorite show is a show called um, Bones, which is about um, crime solving. And then my third favorite show is uh, a home. Um, it's called it's either Flip or Flop or the Property Brothers. I like to watch people renovate homes and make them over and just make them beautiful. Those are kind of like three of my favorite shows. Right. And that Crime Stopper yeah. thing is a little weird because you would think somebody is soft <laughs> and, you know, but explain why you like that. You, you, I thought it was very yeah. interesting when you broke it down to me one time why you actually like looking at those shows. Explain that. The very reason I like it is I like to watch the, the scientists and the detectives or whoever's involved to problem solving and how they gather information and how they put it all together and develop some sort of uh, plan on who did what and how things occurred. It, it just It's like a problem solving uh, clinic for me. I just love to watch that for some reason. <laughs> Solve problems. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, and uh, I look at it for other reasons. I'll be looking at it because how, you know, anyway. It's about you tonight, not me, but 
let me move quickly. I want to ask some more questions. I got some more questions. I want to move fast because I know your time okay. is limited. She's a, okay. a, a yeah. early bird. So let, mm-hmm. let me do this, Arlene. Um, uh, let's do this. I'm gonna give you. Um, I'm gonna give you a political question. With all okay. of our guests and uh, those that normally listen to the Douglas Candy Family and Friends Network, you know we give this political question to all of our guests, which is a real-life question. We like to ask uh, something going on in our world today to see where our guest stands on it. Now, as you know, Donald Trump could very well realistically be the next president of the United States. Most African Americans are just through with him. There are some that have voted for him, and I respect those people as well. But my question to you, Miss Arlene, wife of Seth, what do you have to say to African Americans in the event on the night of the election when they say in the next president of the United States, Donald Trump, what would you say to him? <laughs> well, I think I'd say this to all of us in the event of that occurring or in the event of anything that's happening, um, you know, that's going on that is not something that um, would be exciting or that you would want to embrace is you have to trust God in all things. You have to, you have to live by faith these days. You can't look at the things that you see, who's in office, you know, what policies are being put forth because, This world is not living according to God's agenda. It's not living according to his will. You know, the laws aren't dictated based on the scriptures. So it's like you're living in a foreign land anyway. So for you to expect godliness out of worldliness, you know, is futile. God is just letting us all know we can't live without him in this world. So we have to have faith and trust in him. And maybe that sounds kind of like a blanket statement, but you have to get down to where the rubber meets the road, where what you're looking at is something that's against you. You have to say what is for you. The Bible says if God be for you, who can be against you? So you have to continue to represent the kingdom, regardless of who's in office. You know, a lot of people didn't like Barack Obama because of some of the more liberal things that he voted for. Um, But, you know, we still have to vote for, or we still have to live for God, regardless of what's going on in the White House. Um, I know for myself, you know, I know for myself, just, you know, being a black woman and having young males, young African-American males, I mean, there's like targets on them these days. But I have to trust in whom I believe. You know, and the Bible says if I trust in God, no plague will come near my dwelling. He says that I won't be the head and not the tail. He has promised me that, but I have to believe it. And to believe it, I have to speak it, and I have to rehearse these scriptures in my heart and in my mind so I can speak it out so that can be what I'm trusting in. That can be the substance of the things that I hope for because I can't look at what I see with my eyes because I'll be discouraged. I'll be afraid. I'll be terrified, actually. So I would say the same thing. If Donald Trump were president, you know for sure you better trust God, okay? Because if that man gets his hands on the power of being a president, 
there's no telling what can be done. There's no telling what kind of world we'll be living in. But for those of us who trust in the only true and living God, we can stand and we can stand assured knowing that he'll be there on our behalf to help us through that situation. That's what I truly, truly, truly believe. And I've always said that, you know, regardless of what's going on in the country or in the city, we have to believe that God is on our side. We have to expect and hope good things to come so that we can navigate through this mess that's being created in the natural, if that makes sense to anybody. <laughs> yes, 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 you're right. And, and, and all in all, add, and we got a hand up. Um, and those of you who have questions, because we'll take a break, a short little break in a little bit, and we'll come right back in about five minute break. I want to play the uh, Encourager, um, which is one of our family members that submit this Encourager that goes out to quite a few phone numbers all over the country. And uh, one of our family members, Gwen Burke, she presents this word of wisdom, and it goes to everybody's phone. And if you want to be a part of that, y'all can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, look for Gwen Burke as one of my friends and just ask her to put you on her e-carriage. But I'm going to play e-carriage in a little bit and uh, a couple, maybe one of the clip, and, and we'll be right back after this little break. But just real quick, uh, and, and I see the hand. We'll come back to, to, well, you know what, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. You want to go to the phone lines, Arlene? Yeah, you that ready? sounds great. Yeah. Okay, let's do this, and then we'll take the break. Area code 614-230. If your number starts with that, go ahead with your question or comment. Who am I speaking with? I'm a... Oh, hey. How you doing, man? Hey, babe. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> Whoa, <it's> Kenny. <laughs> What's going on, Kenny? You doing well, sir? <laughs> hey, what's happening? <laughs> doing well, right? Just trying to live right up here in the community, listening to the talk show. Uh, I'm so glad to hear your voice. I know the babies are asleep, aren't they? Yes, yes. Hi. <laughs> Who is that? Hey, Janie. Oh, hey, Janie. You can hear me. How you doing, sweetie? <laughs> That's good. Thank you guys for calling in. Wow, I can't believe it. And everybody, just an FYI, Kenny is, y'all should have saw the promo. He's on the clip that's rolling around. Kenny is, is uh, the oldest of the three children. Yeah. Kenny is the yeah. oldest. When I met Arlene, she had this uh, talented little young man. And uh, yeah. uh, help him and his father. Kenny is one of those. And Kenny probably, I know you heard me say this in a while, but I used to say this. And he probably forgot this, but I used to say he was wealthy. The reason I used to say Kenny was wealthy because he had two fathers in his life. His father is a very, <laughs> very, very Wonderful. good man yeah. and a good mm-hmm. provider. And then he had myself. So Kenny was blessed with two fathers. So I know that's making him a heck of a father. Oh, Kenny is so good to hear your voice, father. for real. Yes, yeah. and hi, Janie. Janie's there, too. The hey, mother of my Janie. beautiful grandchildren. Hey, what, what did y'all think, uh, Janie, you and Kenny, what did y'all think of the little promo slide? How did we do? Oh, with the pictures? Yeah. 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 I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Loved well, it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I tried to, y'all, it was really hard to find a picture with both of y'all in, and so hopefully I did right by that. You did. I liked it, too. No, it was Definitely. all good. <laughs> well, well, what, 
do y'all think of what Danielle was saying and Dolores and everything? Kenny, what what do y'all think? You and Janie, what do y'all think? Um, I mean, it was all good. I mean, you know, my mom, she always been a good person, a great person, you know. Like, you know, you know, it was kind of, you know, hard, you know, trying to, for us males to, you know, find our ways, you know. And my mom, she never really, you know, I remember a couple of occasions, you know, I had, I remember one time I'd be out there, you know, just ripping and running, you know, and she'd just pull up and just tell me to get in the car, you know, now nah, you're not ending up like everybody else that's out there, you know. That, <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> that's right. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Love my mom for that, you know. One for her I love you that, too. I, I probably wouldn't be here, you know, taking care of my kids today. Uh, Eric 
646-614-843. And before you say anything, let me just remind everybody, y'all listen to the Douglas County Family and Friends Network. I have to say it every once in a while. Uh, thank y'all for hanging on the phone lines. We have all kind of phone numbers. It's 614. Private numbers, 513. We have 805. I told y'all we're in 13 states, folks. 573. We got 559-760-832-940-210-737. Yes, a whole slew. 918. There's all kind of phone numbers, 336. They're in the house tonight, folks, for real. And so, again, if you want to speak with Arlene, please, please press 1. I want to go ahead and say this now uh, before I go to the phone lines here um, to 614-843. I just want to say this, folks. A lot of y'all are new to this show. At 10 o'clock, if you listen, if you got to this show by calling the phone number, don't ignore everything I'm saying. Just stay put after 10 o'clock because you can't call the show again after 10. After 10, if you listen to the show and you clicked on the link, you will be disconnected. I'm going to say it again. If you clicked on the link and you didn't call the phone number, at 10, you will be disconnected. You have to call the phone number there on that text. There should be a phone number, the 914-205-5590. I repeat, 914-205-5590. Okay? Um Let's do this, folks. I have to keep saying I have to take a break. Uh, hold on, just uh, area code 614 got to take a quick little break, and we're going to come back to you. Okay? i got to get something to drink, y'all, for real. But you've been listening uh, to a very, I told y'all, it's going to be entertaining. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. Well, this is Arlene. This is Arlene. This is who she is, and this is people that have been blessed by, touched by. And, folks, if we really got the word out like we really wanted to, there would be hundreds and I do mean hundreds. So, folks, uh, Arlene is a blessing from God. She really is. I'm not just saying it because it's, it's my wife. She really is a blessing from God. So don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to take a little short break, and we'll be right back, okay? This is the encourage by Gwen Burks. Get, she'll put some on your mind. She will put some on your mind, and we'll be right back. Good morning and happy Monday. This is Gwen Burke with the Christian Women's Unity Alliance E-Courager. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. Numbers 20, 12. A mature and robust trust in God can open the door of opportunity while a flippant, immature, or irreverent trust can slam shut that same door of opportunity. I have to ask myself an honest question. Do I really trust God with my whole heart or only when it's convenient? There is such a thing as not trusting in God enough to honor him as holy. How can I make sure I trust in God enough? I can say I trust God, but do I really mean it? Do I deepen my heart of hearts, trust him? Do I really trust him with my job, my relationships, my future, my health, my children, and my finances? If my trust is contingent and how I think things should go, then I really do not trust God. My trust has to be unconditional, good or bad, pretty or ugly. And you know what? I will trust him, even when I disagree or I'm confused with my circumstances. Sometimes God tests you to authenticate your trust. Remember, God is all about developing us into being dedicated disciples of Jesus Christ. 
This has been a Christian Women's Unity Alliance e-courager. Be blessed and be encouraged. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, what's your life, man? I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of us thinking they'll be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta figure out. Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count. If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, out of 21, you really gotta go and check it out. Paul said, if Christ ain't resurrected, we wasted our lives. But that implies that our life built around Jesus being alive.
okay, folks, that was Lecrae. Don't want to waste your life. We play him a lot on this yeah. show. Again, you're listening to the Douglas Candy Family and Friends Network. All in your line is open. We'll go ahead to the phone lines. Eric code 614 Thank you for your patience. Danielle, did you have another question or comment? No, I just wanted to say good night. I wanted to thank you, Seth, for honoring my sister on tonight. She deserves it. And thank I you. have to get off. But I just wanted to say good night and tell you guys I love you. Love you too. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Appreciate uh-huh. it. Always good to hear from you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Well, that's Danielle. And uh, uh, I wanted to just go ahead and do uh, have a couple more questions for Arlene. And we can wrap up the show as well. And uh, any one of y'all want to talk with her, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Uh, yeah, there we go. We got one hand went up. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Uh, okay. Remember. At 10 o'clock, you can't hang up. Anybody, everybody on the phone, you better stay put. Stay put. Uh, 336-2926. If you had your hand up, press again. It looked like it went down. You may have hit one accidentally. But uh, anyway, I'm enjoying this. Again, we have the one and only Arlene Turner, my wife, the one and only Arlene Turner, my wife, on the line. And she has friends that's calling in. Because when we interview guests of the family, one way to get to know people, family and friends, is by their peers, is by other folk. Really, you probably as good as other people see you anyway, to tell you the truth. I mean, if you think you're the bomb, everybody else thinks just the opposite. Uh, what is that all about? Well, Arlene, listen, let's do this. And again, I'm watching the phone lines. Uh, if anybody have a question, you can press one at any time. It's not a problem. But I do have a question. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you praise? Thank you. Uh, Who do you give thanks to? As well as, who is your mentor? You mentioned Sister Jeanette, but prior to Sister Jeanette, who would you idolize? I mean, I know that obviously God is Mm -hmm. probably going to be your first answer, but I mean, anybody on earth, I mean, you can say God still, but who do you idolize? Who mentored you early on? How How did you become, who do you think for being Well, I think early on, it was a combination, mostly my mom, but I had an aunt who had a strong influence on me, uh, being involved in the church anyway, or being around the church, I would say. But my mom is like an inspiration because she's a very hardworking person. She's very fair. She's nonjudgmental. I mean, she is one of those people where, you know, once we were old enough to start dating, my mother would not take sides because she'd say, if I take sides, when you make up, I'll be the one on the out. <laughs> so she just was one of those. She allowed us to make our mistakes, and she was always providing advice and encouragement along the way. Um, like I said, she worked very hard to give us whatever she felt like we needed. Um, and I've just learned just from her just to be a strong, confident woman you know, to hold up my end of the bargain and just do as, as my best at all things. So, I mean, as far as humans, that, that's my mentor. That was my role model is to be, to be more like her. And then, my, um, then I had spiritual mentors along the way. You heard Dolores on the phone. Uh, she's, like you said, just uh, uh, she's able to talk to she, – she could evangelize a rock. I mean, she could talk to a rock and get it to uh, – understand about the gospel and good news of Jesus. She sure so, could. 
she's just that one. And then Danielle is, she really helped me to get more in touch with just being able to reach out to other women because she's the little sister I never had because I have two older brothers, an older brother and a younger brother, and I never had a sister until I met her. And so she helped me understand about sisterhood and, and what that means and all that entails and just how we can strengthen each other and encourage each other and comfort each other too, you know, when we go through rough times and encourage each other. So uh, she was definitely one of the people that, like I said, had a strong impact on my life because she is always surrounded by people. She's always had people with kids in her life. She's always helped teens. I mean, she just always had people around her, and, and that wasn't my, that wasn't how I was. So I learned from her on that end. Um, but then I guess later on I, I discovered God and him being my model, my role model. Uh, one of my deepest prayers was to have the compassion of Jesus. And, I mean, that's an interesting prayer to have compassion. But if you do have compassion, then you'll be moved to do the things that he did. You'll be moved from that, not just out of legalism or religion, but being moved with compassion to comfort and to heal and to encourage and to soothe and to make the world a better place. So those are just some of the people that have had an impact on my life. Okay. Oh, we appreciate that. Appreciate those words. I didn't know some of that, Arlene, to be honest. Is that right? <laughs> didn't know some of that. No, I didn't. Let's, well, let's well, do this. Let's move on right on because I'm sure there's other people with other questions. So let's move on. I did not know that one, no. Oh, okay. Some of it. Well, let's say this. Again, um, this is a 13-state family. Yeah. We're all over the place. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, they're listening, and they're getting to know you. And uh, <laughs> so far we've talked about how you related this to me. We talked about the kids. Uh, they called in Kenny shocked us. Us both. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, we talked about your hobbies, the pastimes. Uh, want to know what you think of the block show? That's an easy one. Yeah, that is an easy one because it's one of those things. I mean, it's two things. One of them is it's a huge connecting venue for family members, like you said, in 13 states to be able to connect. Um, that's an amazing tool to have. I mean, it's something it's, it will last through the years of time, you know, and knowing that it's like an archive then. So you're archiving just moments in people's lives that are always there and available to be heard by family members. That's pretty amazing, you know, and then I guess the other side of it is to see you, and I've shared this with you, honing and cultivating skills to me, of being a radio show host, uh, blog talk, I mean, not everybody can do it as smoothly and have connect all the pieces and keep everything going. Um, you know, I feel, I feel like you really cultivated a skill, maybe even a gift that God has given you, uh, and that you're using it to bless the family. And I just think that's just a wonderful thing. So that's what I think about the blog show. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. 
And it is an idea from God, folks. You know, some of y'all listen to the first time. I said it real quick, really quick. And we're going to ask Arlene. I think we got just one more question. But uh, really quick, uh, we had a reunion family. Those in Cincinnati listening, got a, a lot of Ohio people on the line tonight. Uh, we went to a reunion. And I hate going to these reunions because you see people, you see all these family members, you want to kick it, and you don't really know each other that well, so you kind of laugh together, play games together, then you go away, and then you don't talk to each other for another two years or whatever. And I hate that. I hate that. As a matter of fact, I hate going to family banquets where we just kind of see each other. and I just hate that tease. So I've been doing blogs forever. Folks, I've done over 230 blogs. If you look at the, 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 the text you're looking at, if you listen, if you clicked on the link, oh, well, all you got to do is go to my Facebook, and there's all kind of shows I've done. Just move down, move down, move down. And if you forget, go to Google, just type in the word Blog Talk Radio, space, five smooth stones, y'all see everything I've done. But it's over 200 shows. So I said to myself, why don't we have a family blog? Hmm. Why don't we have a family blog? And that's hmm. what I did. And so here we are, again, 13 Stay Strong. I mentioned all of the different phone numbers. That's, that's, so, Arlene, and I must say to the family, I'm going to give you all some encouraging news. I don't think I've seen this many people on the phone lines in a while. So let's do yeah. this. And I see you, Erico 336. Uh, I'm going to come to you here in a little bit. Uh, this is our gentleman that's going to come on with the uh, – remember I said we had a mystery guest oh, when he's in the okay. house. And he is going to drop a bomb on okay. y'all tonight. We're going to wrap this show up in another two or three minutes here. But I just want to tell y'all, that's how this show came about. It was a God idea, Arlene, and I thank you for those compliments. Uh, so if y'all want to keep listening to what this family is doing, check us out, because we are uh, the Booker, excuse me, the Douglas Kennedy family mm-hmm. and friends. So you're more than welcome, Friends Network. Okay, so it's about okay. 10 o'clock. Okay. Anybody that clicked, up, I- clicked on the link? Go ahead. Can I finish out with the comment, and then I can be done? Can I finish yes, out with the comment? Yes, you sure can. Uh, I'm, I'm I just want to warn everybody that it's 10 o'clock, and don't hang up, folks, or you will be disconnected. You will not be able to call the show unless you call somebody three-way you in. Okay? And those of you that clicked on the link, you have to call the phone number right now in the next 30 seconds. That's 914 I have to get that in. Okay, folks, so. The last question I have for our guest, Arlene, and she does have to go. Y'all have to bear with me here. I'm just trying to get these things in. But, Arlene, what last words of encouragement or whatever you have for the family listening? You got um, all of them listening now, all all of the various branches. Well, I guess my encouragement to the family is, uh, just to continue to come together, uh, either physically or if you're too far away, electronically via this venue on the blog, just so that you can touch each other's lives and uh, just lend your faith and your love to uh, each and every one of you. And just also uh, just consider any scripture or anything that God has used to inspire you, to keep you going from one day to the next. Uh, For me, it's a couple of different scriptures. One has to do with, I don't know, Seth, if it's in Ezekiel, where they talk about where these dry bones live. And that, to me, Ezekiel 37, when these dry bones live. And the dry bones, to me, represent people who are desperate and lost and just have no life. 
And uh, I see that as, you know, a wasteland of people that are, just have lost their direction. And if you ever read the book of Nehemiah, it talks about how to overcome something that's massive that you can't handle by yourself. And Nehemiah, was uh, his job was to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem that had been torn down. He couldn't do it himself, so what he did was he went to each and every one of the homes that lived around the perimeter and had each one of them build up the partition of the wall that was in front of their home. And one by one by one, they did that and were able to build that wall. So that just means together we can overcome and accomplish major things if we all just do one little part and trust God to show us what our part is. That's my encouraging word to the family. Well, that was a good word, Arlene. Thank you very much, and thank you for your time. Uh, my wife is a busy woman. I know she has to go to bed, so I uh, just want to thank you. And I'm, let me just check the phone lines one more time. I don't think any more hands is raised. I want to make sure. I mean, this phone line is steady. Nobody has hung up other than Danielle who had to run. Still got quite a few people. So I'm sure they want to hear what the mystery guest is going to be with Danielle. Uh, Arlene, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All thank right. you for having me on. All right. Love you. Bye. L- love you, too. And that was only she really has to go family. But I enjoyed that thoroughly learned some things. I always do on these shows. I learn some things. Well, I know a lot of y'all are wondering who is our mystery guest. Well, let me just go ahead and say who it is because probably, probably most of you don't know who he is unless you have been listening to um, blog talk shows. Okay? Just put a little music in the background here. But uh, his name is Bobby Patterson. Now, Mr. Patterson has been one of those voices of sanity, informative, spiritual. This brother spoke uh, one time on, on my show. He's been on my show several times. And he always brings thunder. He always bring a word. I'm not just trying to hype it up, y'all. For real, you here. He is one of those guys with a lot of information. And uh, he was in the church, and he learned some things about the church. And he, and it kind of, I'll let him talk about it. But basically, he is just the one that uh, God has done a lot to bring him out of traditional settings and and place him among uh, a stronger, a deeper word for people. The churches, folks, is failing us in a lot of ways. Not all churches, not all churches, probably not yours, but a lot of them are failing us in a lot of ways. And brother Patterson has a revelation this folks, you cannot hang up. you got to hear this, brother. But let's go ahead and bring him on, the one and only Mr. Bobby Patterson. Erico, 336-926. Bobby, are you there? Brother, sir, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, sir. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful this evening. I'm I'm glad I was able to connect because I was having a hard time having my hand raised, and then it would, you know, bring the hand down, so to speak. So I kind of gave up on that. <clears throat> but uh, I'm glad that we're connected now. Yeah, it's, it's the computers have to be really fast, and sometimes I get that. But listen, man, I, I talked about you having been on the show before. Uh, you've been on Five Smooth Stone. Five Smooth Stone is, an, is, is the name of our station on Blog Talk Radio. Five Smooth Stone is put on this family show 
But Five Smoke Stone have also put on other shows. We've done over 200 shows, and this guy was one of the voices that would come on and, and give his uh, his uh, uh, knowledge from here from, from time to time. So I want you to go ahead and just share uh, what's on your heart. Uh, I know it's a lot on your heart, but go ahead and share with the family. Uh, introduce yourself, let them know where you're calling from, a little bit about you, and then let's get into it. And, folks, this is just a teaser. I must admit it's a teaser because I hope to bring him on, if not next week, possibly the next week, in the near future, for our entire show, kind of like what Arlene just did. Okay, so y'all know that this is just a teaser, but I had to bring him on to introduce him to the family. But go ahead. Um, and he goes by the name Victim Victorious on the on the blogs. So that's his, that's his stage name, Victim to Victorious, just so you know that. But go ahead. Uh, Brother Seth, I want to take this opportunity to say thank you for inviting me to speak with your family. Um, that's that's different. I, I, this this is the first type of call that I've been a part of where it's specifically for a family, and I I think that that's special, very very special. So I'm I'm, I'm honored and I'm privileged, and um, just want to make you aware kind of working with about 15 to 20 minutes and then I'm going to have to leave. Um, okay. But uh, just very briefly, I, I am the son of a former uh, cigarette plant worker from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I uh, graduated from, from high school in 1989, so I'm still, I'm still uh, youthful and dynamic, as they would say. I just turned 46 years old. Um, I have a wonderful wife. We would be married 19 years in November. We have three children. Um, actually got two grandchildren and another grandchild on the way. So as you can see, uh, just as you all have family, uh, we definitely got family going on. And it's young and it's bustling and it's growing. Um, not to take too much time as far as about me personally, Brother Seth had actually brought up a period in my life where I was involved in what we would make call the traditional church or the institutional church. Now, what I'm about to say is not an indictment against the people. It is actually an issue with the system because I'm a firm believer that there are a lot of great and wonderful people in a not-so-great system, and that system was designed that way. And here's, here's the good news. Everyone has their own walk, their own journey, so to speak, as far as truth. You know, it may take one person a year. It may take another person five years or, or ten years, but the bottom line is it's each individual's journey, and, and I, I've grown to respect that. Uh, but my journey sort of, sort of is different. You know, I, I knew that there was a call some type of call on my life, even in my earlier teenage years, I just didn't know how to express it, didn't know how to interpret it. I would try to talk to uh, pastors at that particular time, and they really didn't have any definite answers. They just knew that they, when they threw me up in the pulpit, something different happened. It, it, it was just a, a, a different sound, so to speak. Um, I went into the military, got out of the military, uh, got in into a different career, and then I had some serious issues happen in my life that really caused me to stop and say, okay, what, what's going on here? And 
Uh, the bottom line was the Most High really wanted to grab my attention. And so in the process of doing that, I've dealt with a little short period of, of homelessness. So I've been homeless for a little bit. I've done that. It was purposed, and it was for my good. Um, fast forward, uh, I wound up um, being part of the traditional church. I had spent 10 years preaching and teaching. Uh, some would may call being an assistant pastor. Um, there were attempts to actually make me a pastor in, in a different denomination, and I knew that that particular call wasn't from the Most High himself because I knew of the, the restrictions that would not allow me to be what he had called me to be. Um, and as I grew and, and brother, in brother, the word, brother, brother, brother Pastor, just really briefly, don't forget to mention yes, what you're doing now today, you know, with the whole mortgage thing. I mean, just I know you're probably going to throw it in anyway, but I just want to remind you. Yeah. As far as mortgages are concerned, I had left that business <laughs> years ago. That, that's the part of the process of me actually coming, you know, into some different type of truth. And so, brother says, I want you to actually kind of guide me on where you really want me to go, because I got one thing that I'm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you're doing. You're doing about. good. I just go ahead, because you look like you're a lot of happened since I talked with you. I'm anxious. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So a, a lot has happened, um, and I'm no longer in the mortgage industry, and, and that, you know, kind of happened. A little strangely, because I was having having some success, that there was no problem with that. I had my own mortgage office, and uh, in September of 2007, you know, I, I had you know the, these loans that was getting ready to close, and I was going to have a tremendous month commission-wise. I, you know, I had already counted up all the bills I was going to finish paying off and mark off, and oh man, I, I just the money was already halfway spent before I had actually got paid. But then mm-hmm. something happened. <laughs> this, this something happened called the real estate crash. It started in 2007, but it really got the ball rolling in 2008. And I wound up closing that particular mortgage office. And all at the same time, two years previous, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And I throw that in there because that was actually one of the factors that caused me to slow down. I really didn't have a choice because I was doing so much, but physically I needed to really stop. And the reason why I needed to stop, because I needed to hear some things. I needed to hear from him because I was so busy making money that I wasn't paying attention to make sure that I made a life. I I hope somebody catch that. Sometimes we can get so involved in, well, I got to do this and I got to do that, uh, and and I got to make this money to do this. uh, Hold on. We can't get so focused on making money that we forget how to make a life. And in the process of doing that, I learned some things about me, about me that, okay, I need to go back and retract and understand why the Most High has called me to, to this different place. And when I say different place, I mean by, you know, I was involved in the church. And when I say I was involved, I was committed, that I wasn't halfway doing nothing. You know, if I wasn't at work, I was in the church. If I wasn't at work, I was in the church. If I was in the church, if I wasn't in the church, I was at work. I hope somebody's catching what I'm saying because I was in either one of those places 
but very little time spent with the family. Okay. I, 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 I hope somebody is catching what, what, what is being said here. And so I had to learn how to bring a balance in my life and understand how essential it was, not only for my health, but also for the health of my family and the relationships that, that I needed to have with my family. Because being a man, any man worth his salt is going to want to provide for his family at the very best that he possibly can. And that's, that's how I was raised. I watched my father do this. And that is a tremendous virtue. But without balance, it can actually be a detriment. And that's what was beginning to happen in my life. And just to fast forward, as far as the, the, the church is concerned, I was involved with different denominations. And there's certain things just started to stri- strike me odd. I got real, I don't want to say disgruntled, but I did get tremendously concerned about the fact of we go through these traditions, we go through these rituals, we go through the programs, we, we go through the routine uh, of church, but very seldom do you see the deliverance that need to take place. But we, we, we got the behavior down pat, but it was never translated. Well, I won't say never, but it was seldom translated in our personal lives. And so I saw inconsistencies, and I started asking questions. I started asking questions, okay, if the word is is saying this, then why come we're not doing this here in the ministry? Because ultimately it's the word that brings deliverance, not our, our, our gifts, not our charisma, not on how big of a show we can put on. And nevertheless, I had always been the guy who would say the things that everybody was thinking but scared to say so okay that doesn't bode too well as far as leadership that wants to keep a particular type of program going i just leave it at that but uh ultimately one morning i am I'm, I'm my family and i we're at this church and for six solid months the most high had been dealing with me concerning come out of her and hmm. i knew exactly what that referred to. But you know, sometimes because we've grown accustomed to a particular routine, a particular type of life, and a particular type of image that may seem right in the sight of ourselves, but it's totally against him, we get caught up into that. And what we wind up doing is actually developing a false ego within that particular behavior. And so when I started to hear that initially, come out of her, the first thing I blame was the devil. Now, that might not happen to none of you out there. I'm just talking about me. And so for okay. the first couple of months, all I, I was like, mm-hmm, I rebuked the devil. I rebuked, I rebuked, I rebuked. The problem was it never went away. And he began to open up my eyes in certain areas concerning his word. And he kept his promise. He said, my assembly does not look like this church. And when he said this church, he wasn't referring to the the, the place, the building that I was going to. He was referring to the system. And and it took me a little while to understand the language as to which he was using and why he was using it. He said, my assembly does not look like this church. 
reason being because in the early days of Scripture, the word church was only used in there twice, and it was always a reference to pagan uh, pagan temples because that's what those worshipers of pagans would go worship their idols at. The first original assembly was determined to not be like the pagans, so they did not build temples. There was a reason why they went from house to house. Because of the, the 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 wholesomeness of true ministry, and there's so much in, in in that part right there. But I keep it moving. The bottom line is this: I'm sitting in this service, and I hear the Most High speak to me very plainly, but firmly. And 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 I, I know I'm not the only person that that get this type of check in their spirit. Uh-huh. He said, "Come out of her now." Okay. And that was the last service that my family and I actually went to. There was no drama going on between me and that church. You know how a lot of times there's some personal beef going on or folks' feelings getting hurt, and and and, and not to delegitimize uh, church hurt because I know it exists. What I'm saying is in my particular case, that that was not what was going on. There was something much bigger happening. Um, so from that particular point on, you know, I had to tell my wife, we can't do that no more. And huh. every and I was in leadership. So it wasn't one of those type of things where, you know, I, I was just somebody off the street pop my head in every now and then and then don't show up no more. That's not no. I was in leadership. I was part of the leadership team and just all of a sudden the most high said, You got to come out of her now. And so when I told my wife, I had a little had a little apprehension because I didn't know how well that was going to go over. Really? But I must say, but I must say, I was blessed. I'm still blessed. Because she said, baby, I don't quite understand it right now, but if the Most High is the Father has spoken to you concerning this matter, then I have to follow you. You got my support. Wow. And from from that point on, it has been one heck of a journey. And we're living in such a time now that in between that time, which that really started about 2006, 2007, uh, next year will make 10 years, the things that I have learned just on, on my own, you know, without when this whole thing started for me, there wasn't a whole bunch of YouTube videos you know, concerning talking about, um, you know, the Israelites and who are the Hebrews and, you know, the, 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 you know, the original language and the interpretation and, and really digging deep inside his word. And today, when I hear people say, well, you know, you, the, the word is not interpreted this and this and this and that, and, and, you know, the the word is no good and, and the Bible is fake. And, and I have to look at them and I have to earnestly say is that the scriptures is the only book that I know in existence that even after multiple attempts of the enemy trying to tamper, discredit, take out the, the true names of, of the father and the son, taking out the names of the true names of the prophets, 
and 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 kind of moving some 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 commas to kind of change the structure of a sentence. Right. There to you go. There you things. go. He said that when you have the spirit of truth, all things will be revealed unto you. So even when the enemy tried to tamper and mess with the Father's word, when you have the spirit of truth, it actually will be deciphered out for you and the truth will be revealed. But how bad do we want it? He said, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. That's a promise. So ideal is not necessarily hungering and thirsting after information. We got the hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's good. I like that. That's true. It's all about the Father. People don't think the Word can be worshipped, but but His Word can be worshipped. Not Him, His Word. There are people that worship scriptures. Not not the Father necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to have His Spirit. If you are void of His Spirit, then that the scriptures ain't nothing but a bunch of information. That's all it is. That's all that it is. You have got to have his spirit, and the only way you're going to have his spirit is through a personal relationship with him through his son. That's it. You can't bypass the son. I don't care how many folks try to rearrange things. you got to go through him. I'm good with that. So just to kind of fast forward through that, because I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere to kind of address what some things that we're seeing today. Okay. Brother Seth, the last time that, you know, I was on one of your programs, uh, uh-huh. things were getting kind of funny, but it is absolutely crazy now. And it really is picking up intensely with our people. There's something going on in the spirit. I know it's real hard to sometimes really grab a hold of that because we are bombarded with images so much right now. We're bombarded with with social media, what they show on TV, and the next thing you know, your emotions are all over the place. And we're trying to maintain and we're trying to, 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 to understand the madness that's going on. And I just want to give just a little bit of encouragement and, and, and a little bit of insight, and I don't, this is not about anybody agreeing. This is about understanding. So I know that once I speak this, folks are going to go study, and that's my whole intention. I am never in the business of convincing. Brother says, have you ever, just lately, have you just took the time out to really ask, what in the world is going on with our people in regards to the, the the type of increased pressure, the type of persecution that that we are openly seeing? Now, granted, it always exists, but these cameras didn't always be available. And one good thing about technology, as far as these cell phones are concerned, with cameras. And technology could be used for good and it could be used for bad. In this particular case, it's a good thing 
Sure is. Yeah, I've I've actually asked that, and uh, I I, uh, I ain't trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but uh, I when you look at it from the standpoint of who we are as a people, there's a lot of questions like that answered. I'm just I'm not gonna take you up what you might be saying. I'm gonna let you run with that. But if you know who we are, and the Bible says what is to happen to you, and you see you already going through A through F, you know G is coming. And then you go through G through J, you know K is coming. So mm-hmm. there you have it. And you're, you're absolutely correct. And I, I just want you to follow me. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually tackling this from a broad standpoint. We can always dig deeper, but for time restraints, uh, I just want to keep it sort of simple. But okay. my question is, and not only to you, but also to the family that's, that's online right now, you know, okay. how would you feel if you have worked for somebody and put in hard labor? And not only did you put in hard labor, but they also mistreated you, I mean tremendously, year after year after year after year, and you never got paid. How would you feel about that? Be pretty frustrating. Exactly. See, there are these things called principles that the Most High has set in this earth from the foundation, and he would never violate himself. And I began when, you know, it started, you know, last year in, in the earlier in the earlier part of the year, and I really, really began to see the most high. And I said, the Father, there's some principles. There's something going on in the spirit. And it seems like there's a fight that's really, really setting up. There, there's sort of like a resistance that's, that's happening. What is this? And, you know, here within the last couple of months, I started to get some real clarity on something. And I just want to just deal with this principle here because when the Most High showed it to me, I was like, okay, I get it now. I understand why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Okay. But you got to go back. When we were in Egypt, there were certain laws that was given. Even when we was in captivity, there were certain rules and regulations that the Most High gave, even concerning those that were in captivity. And I, I just, you want to, if you want to jot this down and go back to it, I just want to give you a point of reference because I'm going to give you a few scriptures that so you can go back and study for yourself. Okay. But I. I went to Deuteronomy 24. And May I stay with this? Stay with this brother. I know him. He's going to just stay with him and, and make notes. I'm just encouraging the family to take notes. And remember, you can re- rewind this later, too. Go ahead. In Deuteronomy 24, verse 14. Thou shalt not oppress a hired servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren 
of thy strangers that are in thy land within thy gates. Verse 15, and really pay attention to what is being said here. And at his day, thou shalt give him his hire. Neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor, and setteth his heart upon it, lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and it be sin unto thee. Translated, when you do not pay somebody for their labor, you're actually bringing a curse upon yourself. Uh-huh. Let me go, let, let, let somebody, you know, some folks say, well, that, that was in the Old Testament. Well, what about the New Testament? Not a problem. Let's go to James chapter 5. We're going to make it real plain. James chapter 5, verse 1. Go, and I'm going to go, that I'm actually going to read from verse 1 to verse 6. So James 5, 1 through 6. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. I, I want y'all to hear this prophetic word. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. I, oh, my goodness. Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your heart as in a day of slaughter. Oh, my goodness. Ye have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Ladies and gentlemen, as a people, aside from maybe carrying some personal firearms, we do not have the power to resist them. Who is the most high talking about? He's talking about us. Why? Because just like he did in Egypt, and, and, and here's where I want you all to get encouraged. I, I, I want okay. you to get this right here because, like I said, the most high would never violate his own principles. He would never violate that. So what we're going to do, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 3, verse 22. Because okay. see, what happened was the cries of the Israelites touched the ears of the Most High. Then I put in all this labor, all this blood, sweat, and tears. They've been murdered. They've been beaten. They've been slashed. And no telling what else has taken place. 
and the people began to cry out and, and, and really petition the Most High. And when he decided, he said, okay, in this captivity right here, this is how I'm going to deliver you. Pay attention. Pay attention. Exodus chapter 3, verse 22. Okay. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor, and of her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver, jewels of gold and raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. What did he just say? So we're just going to bring some clarity into what the word borrow means. In today's language and concept, borrow literally sounds like let me borrow something. Because if you borrow something, you actually have to give it back. Am I right, Brother Seth? That's true. In today's language. Okay. But that's not the, what the word borrow means in this scripture. So I, I, I want I, <clears throat> I want folks to, to really pay attention to what's what's about to happen here, because that's Exodus three and verse twenty two, and the word borrow in in that particular verse actually means. And you can go back and check it to actually spoil, to be manned. I, I, right. I hope somebody's catching that. That's exactly what they did. They spoiled them, and they never had to pay it back. Oh, that, exactly. What what the point that I'm making is? Okay. Is that as we're going into what you know, the folks would describe as Jacob's trouble, and I know you you probably done covered this with your family. And do not be dismayed. There is a debt that this country owes. The Most High will not allow us to be completely wiped from this land, and we are not given what is owed to us. And what is happening right now is that the labor of all these years are now beginning to cry out. Okay. And we ain't the, and here's the thing of it, Brother Seth. Them folks who we would call the elite already know this. That's why they have worked so hard and so tirelessly throughout the years to get our focus off of everything other than what we're supposed to really be focusing on. First of all, the most high in his word. And second, we've been asking for the wrong thing. We have been asking to be equal in civil rights. And that's important. Okay. But what we forgot is not only should we have been dealing with equality, but we also should have been dealing with equity. 
and because we never dealt with that, because we were we were conned into thinking that if they just allow us to play on the same field, then we'll all be even. They said, okay, we'll put you on the same field as us. Now, I'm going to use a football analogy, Brother Seth. Who has okay. the biggest advantage of actually winning? The person who is on the two-yard line and start from there, or the one who actually has to start from the one-yard line from the other team's side of the field? But we on the same field, okay. right? Right. We're, we 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 are in a time where righteousness is first. This there's gonna be a whole lot of separating here because we got all these other movements that 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 have started and, and I, I don't make light of them. They are they they are legitimate from from the standpoint of a concern and dealing with certain issues. But if we go back and honestly look at the movements concerning our people and we find out why they failed, that, that somewhere along the line we, we left the standard of righteousness in the pursuit of being equal with our oppressor. And in the process of doing that, we have adopted their spirit. Everybody else can do that and maybe perhaps get away with it, but not us. We are uh, that's true. a set apart people. We are the apple of his eye. And our behavior can't be like everybody else's behavior. And there's some things that we have to deal with internally in order for him to really move on our behalf. And I believe that we're getting to that place, Brother Seth, because when these other movements started, the civil rights movement was powerful and everything was fine and dandy when it was all about sitting on the bus. But soon as Brother Martin got to talking about the money and when he said, you know what, the next time we come to Washington, we coming to get a check. The powers that be said, uh-oh, wait a minute. He done figure it out. We got to get him. And not too long after he had made that speech, they got rid of him. And the speech about us going to the promised land. You know, exactly. people think they just mean a better, a better way, a better life. When he said promised land, he really meant, he meant Israel. The promised land. He meant the promised land. And brother Seth, I, I, I it's not lost on me. I know the end game is us being placed back in our land. And we're going to have to go through some things. That's just the way that it is. Well, but I want to encourage this family. Go ahead, Brother Seth. No, you go ahead. You want to go ahead. I just want to encourage those that are, that are on this phone and those that may hear this recording. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on him. And sometimes when we look at the news, it just seems like we just, like, Father, where are you? 
Oh, he's here. He is here. But we don't want to get in a position where we're constantly pointing the finger and not dealing with our own stuff within us, within Israel, within his people. We got a responsibility in this too. Our brothers got to come back home. All that out in the street and doing whatever, maybe everybody else can do that, but we can't. That has proven detrimental. Anytime you see any type of movement against the building of the family, demonic, bottom line. I don't care who's the head of an organization. And it starts with the family. And maybe that's why the Most High had me go here, because this is the most unique call I've ever been on, where it's just family. You all are doing yep. something so powerful, just staying connected like this, man. Well, thank I you. We You know, and Brother Seth, the way the Most High is using you doing this, man, oh, my goodness, don't stop. Don't stop. And whoever might not be participating right now, it might not be their particular season, but trust me, they're coming. They're coming, man, because of the persecution that's going to increase. There's no president that we can elect that's going to get rid of this mess. That's a hard, that's a, that's a, that ain't nothing but a show. Hmm. That's nothing but a show. There's nobody that, that's even qualified to rescue us. And they're not interested in doing as such. But I'm telling you, one of the best ways that we can honor the Father is bringing back the concentration and emphasis of his family structure. So when we get these families back together, man, can you imagine how much damage we can do when you bring the family back together then we can start talk really really start talking about economics and start building businesses as which these businesses benefit our children and our children's children and generations down the line because as long as we're left in the position to continuously ask the oppressor for an opportunity to provide for our family, we're always going to be at their disposal. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, there's something special about this call right here, man. I, I didn't know that, you know, I would see you post about this call, but because I'm not in this family, you know, when I kind of recognize family business, I kind of keep it moving. I'm not nosy like that. <laughs> So I didn't understand the real purpose of this call just for the few moments that I had been on this call this evening. It just blessed me. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. What a wonderful way to keep family connected is through blog talk radio. And I'm yes, yes, for folks yes. to call in and to be introduced to people they might not have never ever seen, but now they get to hear them. So now, when the family reunions take place, there's a level of familiarity. There you and go. Connection. That's right. There's That's right, brother Bobby. 
and, and let me let me jump in here because as much as good as you're going, and now you know I would, you know this brother, he's used to we do three hour shows, so I gotta stop here unfortunately because I gotta y'all know I go to work at night by choice. I like working at night when everybody else is asleep. I'm working on other things. It's one thing about night shift. You can do other things on your job. So I do my job and then I do extra stuff. But listen, Brother Bobby, as swinging as you are, and I appreciate those compliments, and we are trying, brother. We are trying, and we're a pioneer. I don't know if this time to understand this, but we are a pioneer. We're one of the first ones to do this. We might be the first. I don't know if we're the first. We're not the first one, but I guarantee we're the biggest for sure. Especially these numbers after tonight. Still, a lot of people listen to this show tonight. So, listen, man. Uh, I want you to go ahead and put the final touches on it because I got to run out here literally like in a minute. Uh, but if you could do that. But listen, family. This gentleman, his name is Bobby Patterson. He's one of my friends. Hit him up. Ask some questions. He can go. He can talk about the Federal Reserve. He can get into the Hebrew thing. He can talk about the church life, church politics. I mean, we go, go, go. And I wish you can go find some older. Matter of fact, if y'all go to my Facebook page, I think I put a show on there with him on there. But he came on the show that's called New World Order Watch Society. He was on that uh, quite a few times. But listen, brother. Why don't you to go ahead and put a, a cap on there really nice in like 60 seconds if you can, because I really... I just kind of listened to you, and I lost track of time. So, um, but go ahead, and, and I uh, wanna, again, too, thank you for, for those compliments for the family. Yeah, I lost track of time uh, as well, because I should have been off here about 20 minutes ago. But that, that I, I, I'm, I'm just thrilled, and I'm honored for the opportunity to be on this call. Hopefully someone heard something or going to hear something that would at least trigger them to actually go and study and research on their own and study to show their own self-approved. And in the, in the process of doing that, you know, family, I want to encourage you to stay close to the Most High. We're in such a time now, we, we can't afford to leave him. Don't wave, don't waver, don't stutter. And I pray his protection and anointing over each and every one of you. And I want to thank you for coming together as a family. And even though this may seem small right now, trust me, there's purpose into this. If we don't know exactly where it's going, I tell you, it's not going to stop. Somebody's going to hear something through this. So, Brother Seth, I, I need to run. But uh, I love each and every one of you. Uh, be blessed. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I'll be on another call again, you know, later on down the road. Uh, but... You know, this, this is just incredible. I'm impressed with the type of call that it is. But you all are going to do great things. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate all those words. And I know you. Was, I know he spoke kind of fast, folks. But I hope y'all got what he. I hope you actually turned to those scriptures. Uh, again, this is just a tease. I just wanted him to come on for a little bit, and we're going to bring him on a little later, or maybe next week if he can. If I can talk him into it, or either following week, really soon. And uh, we're going to get deeper into some things. He's just really been a little. Uh, I don't want to say the word shallow, because when it's shallow about what he said, I don't know what to describe uh, that presentation. But I hope y'all heard him, and I hope Philly y'all won't forget him. But, brother, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold, and I'll be in touch with you very soon. All right, man. Be blessed. Everyone have a good night. All right. 
and peace, uh, Brother Patterson. Now, again, that's Bobby Patterson. He's one of my friends, and uh, y'all can go ahead and check him out on Facebook. Listen, I'm going to wrap this show up right now. Thank y'all for hanging on. So many of y'all have not hung up. It's amazing how many of y'all just hang on the line, hang on the line, hang on the line. It's great. Listen, I love every single one of y'all. You know that. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Check out this last song. It's full of meaning. Yes, it is. And until next time, um, I'll see y'all next Tuesday. God bless. Stop.